the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. I'm Marissa Mikhail, but if it'll make you feel better, you can call me Arthur. And stop calling me Arthur. My name is Victor. Oh, copycat. Yeah, you had a good one. And we are here today <laughs> to discuss season four, episode 10 of Dexter titled Lost Boys. Have you ever seen the movie Lost Boys? No, but isn't it Peter Pan related? Oh. Um, or is that completely different? I know that Peter Pan has the Lost Boys. Oh, does he? I just know this as like an 80s movie about like vampires. But the Lost, weren't the Lost Boys... The boys that yes yes yeah, yeah. that I that's what I always I I I knew that the Lost Boys was a movie I thought it was a spinoff of Peter Pan but I don't think that yes I I now that you're saying that yes it's that that is I always just I think of De- this Dexter for actually I think of Dexter first when I hear Lost Boys second I think of the rap group that had Scarface I believe and then third I think of the movie and fourth I guess is that I don't Peter know there were so many um, Lost Boys Lost Boy references. Uh, all right. So we, we, we went over the title movie already, man. There's a lot to get to in this episode. Um, well, I want to ask you and see if you know the, the question to this. What phase are we in? Three. Four. What? What phase are we in? Phase three of what? The podcast? The season. Right. And we're also in phase three of? The wedding. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of, you listened to a wedding podcast. Oh, yes. Um, What's the name of it? Uh, women Getting Married? I think we're getting married. No, it, it's definitely like woman getting married or women getting married. Okay. A reco, non reco? Yeah, it was cool. It's so funny because we both had a conversation earlier in the week that we're kind of sick of talking about the wedding because now it's like down to the wire and everyone's talking about it. All my clients at work are talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. But after the conversation that we were so sick of talking about it, we have just amped it up even more talking about it and planning it. Much like this episode. Exactly. Um, so then I kind of found this podcast and I thought that would be cool. It was definitely a cool podcast. It's a husband and wife, um, duo together, just talking about weddings and planning and all that. Um, yeah, it was, it was a cool podcast. Cool. And I guess I'm going to save my two other things for the second half of the podcast. Uh, definitely though, we're looking at a, in, in either a March 22nd, which is a Friday or March 23rd for a Facebook live for the season finale. And that'll be the last time we are podcasting for a while because we have a wedding and a honeymoon and Ooh. just a, a, a break in general. Um, but I, I guess a little teaser and we have to somehow try and make this work. But this is probably the most uh, most all out I'll go for a podcast. Well, we're going to sacrifice Colton, right? That was, <laughs> that, that was what the that was what the uh, right. Dr- that's what yeah. the fans wanted last time. Right. So Colton, we have to kill Colton. You have to come down a little bit earlier for the for the wedding. Um, yeah. Uh, our last Facebook Live, I feel like, went really well. I feel like it was totally a treat for people who tuned in. It was uh, also really cool for us because we like Facebook Live, even if just one person is there with us, it's cool. But there was a lot of people with us last time yeah. and a lot of different comments, even if it was just popping in for five minutes and I'll listen to the podcast when you guys put it out, whatever it was, it was it was really nice to just hear from everyone. Definitely. So to this episode, Lost Boys, your thoughts. Messed up. <laughs> Um, so far, thus far in the, in the whole series, uh, in my opinion, Arthur has been just the ultimate creep. Mm-hmm. He's been the scariest, the creepiest, the everythingest in terms of, um, killer or, you know, and this episode just brought it to a whole other level. So for frame of reference, I, Victor, have seen the show plenty of times. This is Marissa's first watching. So a lot of people are in the driver's seat with you, meaning they want to hear, like, kind of relive that first time hearing it. Um, Yes, this episode, there was a point in this episode, and I'll get to it, like, when when we start talking about it, where I was totally like, man, this episode, there is so much going on, and it's crazy. 
Like it's very fast paced, at least to me. Yeah, and I know that we'll get there. Yep. But um, when when Arthur had the police badge out, yeah. I was like, "There is nothing that this guy won't do." Like this guy literally <laughs> right, right. has no conscience about everything. Well, when you go to kids, it's when you really are you're breaking that last barrier, you know. Definitely. And it's kind of what I mean. It's what the show started on the priest or whatever, the, yeah. the reverend, the pastor, whatever it was, uh, hurting kids. And it's like, that's how you sell Dexter being, oh, no, no we support Dexter. Right, because kids are like the ultimate. Right. And yeah. it's like, and it's funny, like they start the show like that to just present you with this image. Like, listen, listen, Dexter is killing someone who kills kids. You Do you really hate Dexter? It's like, yeah. no, of course not. And then here it's like, all right, Arthur is the worst type of human being yeah just kids just go next level it's just like every episode you don't think he can get worse and he does yeah every you know like without fail and he does like a significant amount would you say this is the best episode of the season yeah really yeah yeah uh just watching it like damn this is like it just really gets really high and towards the end of the episode it just really ramps up and also i feel like now we are pretty in tune with the Arthur Trinity person while we may not understand him because at least I don't fully understand him I don't know if he understands himself but while we may not have a full grasp of him we we kind of get him as much as we can thus far so like seeing this episode it definitely just brought out a lot Mm -hmm. like just seeing like him like you said with a child and just kind of to the next level can i ask you what do you mean by you don't get what don't you get about arthur because i i guess the reason why i'm asking is because i feel like this episode they basically spelled out everything okay so and um and i don't mean this to to sound any sort of way but I also don't want to say anything that will offend anyone or make anyone upset or anything like that but um like, I feel like he has to definitely have something mentally wrong with him, like mentally disturbed, even if it's like, even if it's just like to the point of like, like post-traumatic stress disorder from like his mm-hmm. family life, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because I don't know how he can revert to a child pretty much playing with trains, listening to old songs that remind him of his sister, you know, and, and things like that and then you know he does that on the weekends and then during the week (laughs) he's this normal well not normal we know that but he's a functioning teacher with a wife and children and head of a church and all. yeah yeah you know i don't know how i don't know how you can do both and clearly like even like there were there were scenes of him just playing with the train and just like in such a fantasy land that that's not normal well, you're right. Well, there's no right and wrong here. You bring up a good point, but I think there are answers to it. And I, I uh, it's funny because like you're right, and like no normal human being would do this, do this with a child, or do it with another adult. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I have heard of and and or like seen like someone dies. And like that room of the house never gets touched. Yeah. So this is that this is that extrapolated to like the the fullest degree. The only the only reason why I'm gonna like challenge the idea like something's mentally wrong with him is because this show is sort of a heightened reality. Because I'm with you. I don't think Arthur Mitchell Trinity as a human being could not get away with murder the way he does. Mm-hmm. Have that normal of a family life. Yes, that was a snapshot of how terrible he is, right? But I mean, he's those kids are older, so he's yeah. done that for eighteen years or yeah. whatever how old they are. Um, and I, it's almost without actually being diagnosed with like schizophrenia or, or something double bipolar disorder. There's no way you could live that much double no. of a life no. for this long. We're talking yeah. thirty years, and there's nothing that smart about him that he could get away with it, right? Um. So I, 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 you're not wrong. It's just like a heightened reality of but, Miami. But even when, no, I know, and I know it's a TV show, and we shouldn't be looking as much of it. No, as it's, much it's a into great. It. It's a good. It's a great point. But it's like when when they were in that bomb shelter, which do those even exist in Florida? But we'll get there. Um, but when he was in that bomb shelter, he was playing with the train. He was ten year old Arthur. Right. Right. 
And it's like, what's that about? I wonder, and here's me speaking out of my ass, I wonder in the same way a sexual fantasy is like you pretend you're the neighbor and I pretend like I'm whatever, I wonder if this is something here where it's like, let's role play, but it's nothing sexual at all. No, definitely nothing sexual. Call me Arthur. But it's like like mentally. Yeah, yeah. There's something there. I I, I guess let let me say what you said. I feel like you cannot be mentally... Oh, see, I, I get why you were trying to preface it. I don't believe you could be mentally challenged and you get to choose when you are, right? I don't know, though. Like, it, it, the, I, I'm with you on that, too. You understand too. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, is it like only, how can you only be part-time only, crazy? Right. And again, right. crazy I say loosely. I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying our <laughs> really best to like not... Yeah, we're talking but how can in you part-time... We're talking in terms of a fictional serial killer. So just give yeah. us that benefit of the doubt. Because here's... Um, is he only mentally anything, whatever word doesn't offend people, at the, and I'm doing doing quotes here, at the start of his cycle? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's not like he could turn it on or off. It's not like, and here I'm going in a total other way. Um, we just saw the M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie, uh, Split and Glass. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, that's... By, right. Right. Okay, so... That's not this. So now, I'm really going to open up a can of worms, and we will get off this topic. Oh, she's actually pulling out a can of I worms. I actually am. She has a can of um, So I watched the Leaving Neverland documentary, uh, which ha- is neither here nor there, <laughs> but um, they... I, I So I, I watched it. Um, I'm not going to give my opinion. People have their own opinions. This is not a podcast about that, but they did say that people... Um, can kind of groom other people for types of manipulation and for types of abuse and that you groom the person so well that the person doesn't even know that they're like being abused. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Manipulated? Manipulation, all of that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's like, you know, that abuser is in full control. Sure. But sometimes the abuser doesn't even know the whole like they don't even think they're doing anything wrong so it's like maybe arthur can kind of turn on and off this persona thing that he has and he doesn't even think it's like all that wrong it's just like a part of his cycle it's just yeah i don't know well i guess in terms of the show he absolutely can yeah but i think i think that's where we could start to you know, splice the idea of this is a heightened reality because yeah. Dexter gets away with everything. Dexter can live a full a full double life and have a kid. And if you talk to most parents, they could barely handle having a kid. Right. This Dexter doesn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess my only thing, my only gripe with Trinity is how emotional he is. Mm-hmm. Um you know, about things that have happened a really long time ago and he still wears and carries all of that emotion um, to the point that he does have these outer body experiences where he goes back in time almost, you know, that that just does not seem progressive or whatever the uh, yeah. right word would yeah. be. No, no, you know? I mean, he's he's clearly living in the past. That's yeah. not letting But only him... part-time, again. You right, know I mean? right. Like, it's weird, yeah, but yeah. we could just keep going back and forth, so we should probably move on. But yeah. Like, <laughs> um, no, but it's a great point you bring up because I've there's two things I've never considered this episode. One is that I've never considered like, huh? That is, I mean, you know how messed up it is and how creepy it is because when he first captures him and they're downstairs, your face was like, what's about? I would think most people think it's about to get sexual. I well, you know what? Let's get there because we, 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 there's yeah. When we get to the actual that point in the episode, funny though that you've seen it so many times and still they're like different takes to have you know so our episode starts with harrison at the doctor's office getting shots (laughs) i fucking hate getting shots like still to this day what did i get blood work for recently i don't know but i and i and i 
I remember telling the woman who's like administering the shot, I'm like looking away and I'm, you know, like when you cut my hair and I like pull away all the time, yeah. I'm doing the same thing to her. And she's like, are like you when, okay? with eye drops? Yes. With eye drops. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, I just hate shots. She's like, come on, be a big boy. <laughs> um, So I can get shots, but I can't get my blood drawn. And when I do, I, and it's not even the needle. It's nothing like that. It's, I can't see the blood. And the last time I got my blood drawn was just like for a checkup and I was telling the nurse um, who was a man and he he was nice he was, he was like come on it's not that big of a deal and he actually put the and I just told him I was like just don't show me it I can't even see the vials on the counter like I just don't want to see them and actually right when he was finished he put them in like his his scrubs had like a pocket and he put them in his pocket and it was like the best thing ever and I totally did not <laughs> be like I wasn't affected by it at all no I, I hate it and I just hate even I could do needles. I'm okay with like getting a shot, but it's the blood aspect yeah. that I'm not okay with. Um, I-, I was trying to make sense of this, and I can't. I can't just put it into well enough words for the idea of a pot, which is terrible for a podcast. But there's some like setting up slash symbolism they're doing where it's like Harrison is getting quote unquote hurt. You know, and this episode's going to be about like yeah. a kid ca- getting captured. You know. Uh, so we find out Dex rented, rents a storage container and sort of moves everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll mention later in the episode about the music, but this little piece here by Daniel Licht is called Following Trinity, and I just love this piece of music. Um, Dexter is following Arthur, mm-hmm. and we could just sort of tell that something's not right, because Dexter is like, yes, he's a creature of habit, and wait a second, he's not doing his right. habit, whatnot. Um so they sort of end up at this arcade and it's kind of like a carnival fair, which just adds to the creepiness. Yes. Cause it's you like totally, it is bright. It is. It will give you a seizure if you're not, yeah, you know, but like the whole clown carnival. Sure. It's geared towards adds it, yeah, to the creeps. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to something like this? Oh yeah. Oh really? Carnivals. This isn't a carnival. Carnival is like, is like, you know, toss a buck in and win like a, Win one for your girl. Come on, yeah. This is like a. This is an arcade, I would say. So I mean, we have like boomers down here, which are like. Is it still open? We should go. I really Sunday. (laughs) Um. This is not a carnival. Carnival. I I I took it as kind of like a carnival, but okay. Carnival like for sure. I just uh, it's all indoors. First of all, interesting. Um. There's video games everywhere. That's not a that's not a carnival. I guess and the first scene and we're gonna see it any second, they look like they're all sitting on like bar stools, kind of like shooting yeah, like doing like the horse. That's carnival esque. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh I would have I totally forgot to go here when we went to Long Beach because I would have loved to like Oh yeah. Like this just looked crazy. Actually I think we were right in the area because everything's in that area. Uh-huh. Um so the reveal here, did you catch I, you know, I didn't want to spoil anything for you, but did you catch like when they're walking towards the arcade, like Scott says, you're not my mom. Because we're led to believe Arthur is about to capture the mother, the girl. You know what? It's so funny. So I did hear him. I did hear the boy say that. And I like didn't even put two and two together. And then after Arthur took the kid um, and maybe when Dexter went to the family's house and they were talking, I heard someone say like the nanny took them. Yeah. But I, that's when I realized I, but I heard, I did hear the boy say, um, you're not, you're my, not mom. my mom, but yeah. I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah. Cause the idea is like, okay, he's about to capture the mother. Dexter totally loses sight of Trinity. Cause actually he ends up capturing the kid. Yeah. And like even Arthur walks by the, the, the car and he's, uh, well, I'm not going to nitpick here, but I wonder, did he do some stalking beforehand, Arthur, to even know that these kids were here? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it really didn't seem like he did. How does he know he's 10? No, I know. know, There's like all that stuff and we're not supposed to ask that stuff. Um, but you can't show that stuff and then not be surprised when he like takes the kid. So at this moment here, when he's like doing the fake cop setup. Yeah. Are you like a, I don't want to say are you aware what's going on, but you're creeped out. Totally creeped out. And I guess I could say I'm aware that like Arthur's up to no good. Like he's going to kidnap this kid. I don't know why, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm definitely aware that something bad's happening. Your face when he like captures, like when he's talking to him here was priceless. <laughs> and that's why we're going to record ourselves watching the next two oh, episodes God. because there are i want i i want to share the gasps you do 
and it's gonna be so and, embarrassing. And the laughs, because we laugh at this episode. Oh, it's at so the much. Episodes yeah. of us, and it's not funny. No, it, it, it's never the intended humor of the show is never there. No, we are we're laughing at Batista just going. What? I forgot exactly <laughs> what he said, but yeah, we were totally laughing at that. Um, so this is where this is something I also didn't consider. I'm going to say it just for a little bit later in the episode because... Um, I laughed when Arthur shoved the kid in the car too. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he can go from like, oh, come on, buddy, like your sister must be close by to like yeah. cursing and screaming. Like I, yeah. I think it's so funny. Um, So he goes to the house. So this kid is missing, right? And, and Arthur, they have this conversation they kind of like both are i don't want to say playing around they're both not like revealing who they are sure first of all this is kyle doing this this is not dexter yeah one detail if i'm always gonna knock the show for nitpicking and everything one detail i do like is that when arthur is calling kyle dexter has to go in his glove compartment which means he has like a burner phone oh yeah like i like that little like detail he just did it and he could have easily taken the cell phone out of his pocket and it's nothing but when Go ahead. Whenever Arthur calls Dexter Kyle, I always forget. I'm always like, why is he calling? Oh, yeah. Um, Dexter and Arthur have this conversation and just like, I'm going to preserve this kid's innocence. Um, I, I, I'm going to save it for just a little bit. Um, so he goes to the house where, you know, the, the, they have this whole jo- Jonah and Dexter. Right? Yeah. Um, He's like recruiting Jonah to like help him. Yeah. And all this. I guess I'm bringing this scene up because when Dexter grabs Jonah's head at the end of the episode, at the end of this scene, mm-hmm. and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're doing the right thing or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, What do I have to repair for or whatever? And he's like, And he grabs his head and says, The sins of your father. It's so goddamn cheesy. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's like the one thing I think of this season. It's just like, That was the dumbest line ever. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And again, again, when I, watching this the first time, I just remember being like, Holy shit. Right. Like, you know? Um, I don't Slapping know. Slapping the That's floor. Just, when, yes, yes. When when Christine Hill is revealed, um. So when he goes to the house where the the, the kid Scott's parents' house, mm-hmm. um, and you know the idea that Dexter knows what is going on, yeah, and not revealing it. This is where the first time I ever seriously considered. This is fucked up by Dexter. Yeah. This is this all this dark passenger. I'm I'm gonna say bullshit just in terms of like what Dexter goes on in his head. This is incredibly selfish. Yeah, there is no reason why Dexter should be holding this info. Right, and he's go he goes to the house and like I don't know. I, I guess it's like yes, I want to kill him. My dark passenger was this and that, dude. A fucking kid. And yeah, you're not giving it up. Like you know and. and- Go ahead. And you kind of know that if you take too long, he will die. And and I guess why the show gives us this thing is where he's just like, well, if I even get the sense of a cop, Scott's going to get it, you know. Um, but it's like, it, it's funny because in the same episode, you throw in this where the cops are going to what call an APB for this license plate. Okay. They find the license plate. Arthur doesn't know. Yeah. And De- and it gets back to Dexter and Dexter's able Dexter's able to do the police work in like 2 seconds. Right. Um it's just crazy. It, it it's really like a total and the show doesn't touch upon it, but it's like a total you know, they try to have like the ethical debate of like should the Bay Harbor Butcher exist or not. Uh huh. This episode is far outweighs that yeah. idea. Um, it's just like he wants too much control. Sure. You know, and it's like, yeah, like he's just keeping this secret, keeping this to himself when, you know, Rita calls you and you need diapers or you need the to you know, to go get Harrison medicine, you have to go home. Yeah. Like, whereas if you involved the police, everyone could be out looking for this kid and find them a lot faster. And the idea of like, oh, maybe Miami Metro is like that bad of that their job. Um, 
<laughs> you know, th- there's there's a parallel universe where the kid dies, and it's like, what does Dexter do then? Yeah, like you have, you're just as guilty as Arthur. Sure, you didn't kill the kid, but you you're the only person who knows about right. it. You know, and um, and that just has to be so awful. And then also having like kids yourself. Right. I just don't even know. That, that's what I think holds him even more accountable because like maybe I couldn't. You know, we watch this episode differently than a parent does. Sure. Because it's like, of yeah. course. They even say like, can you imagine going walking past your child's bedroom and you have no idea where the hell they are and you don't even know why your kid's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the episode completely doesn't ask us to think about. So like, they don't have any cameras at the arcade or whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, so the reveal here with Dexter sort of matches up the cities with missing boys is Trinity isn't even Trinity. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like. I didn't even realize it. But the, yeah. The quad killer or something. Um, I, I guess I guess it's sort of what we like about Dexter. Uh, just media where it's like, you know, we love we love a twist. Yeah. And this is a twist in terms of this is four. That's he actually kills really in, funny. He kills though. in fours. He yeah. kills his family. He kills himself. He kills his sister, his mother and father. Um, yeah, the whole thing is just not... Aren't you tired of doing that after 30 years? <laughs> yeah, You know? My God. How are you not... I'm tired of just <laughs> thinking of it. How are you... Any time... Any time you could be caught... <laughs> like you it's know, like, I don't think I could care about anything that much in my entire life. Yeah, uh, um, I, I, and I always, I always say this. I try to like combat your points just to like, because you're not wrong in whatever you say. I would also say if you're, if you caused your, your sibling's death when you were ten, I imagine you may have something wrong with you. If you didn't get proper help, I think I would definitely have something wrong with me. I don't think I would have to relive. Oh, I'm with you. This is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. This is no, exhausting. No, oh, I would definitely have something wrong with me. I, for, I for sure understand. You already why... do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I can definitely understand why he has the issues he has. Um, but to do all of this for no, exhausting. No. You're right. Tired, and he does go on the out of town builds. So that's kind of how they rationalize him. You just know, not like. I can get past Dexter's sleepless nights that you can't get past. Oh, I can't. I know. No, you can't. No. No, I know. I can get past that. I cannot get past what Trinity's been doing for 30 years. And, and, dude is old. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by old is, is like, he just doesn't have, I still think like 50 is young. Yeah. Like, I could, you could still be a go-getter. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget whatever age we kept saying John Lithgow is, but. 60 something, right? Like, how do you not accidentally just feel fall asleep don't you want to retire <laughs> yeah like don't you want to go play bingo that's all i want to do in life is retire and play bingo um arthur having scott captured and he, that you know we sort of talked about this a little bit the idea of like he wants to keep calling him arthur and in no like goddamn my name is scott and i have this in my notes and we kind of talked about it already but this episode is almost like perfect timing for between that abduction in plain sight documentary and leaving neverland there's just been so much that this episode was given me yeah Yeah. it's just like it's very on time um and like it shares a lot of the same qualities of just like nothing it's it's funny like nothing physical it's all mind control yeah well even like the surviving r kelly right and again we won't get into it but right it's just funny how close it is, all of it in this time, like, you know, what what we're watching. Um, I think that would be a good time to... Break! And now Deb questions Masuka's sexuality. Hold on. As soon as he's done with the uni, I'm next. Next for what? I have to talk to him. He's right in there. I'm still figuring out how to phrase it. How gay are you? And we're back. And we're back with part two of the podcast. Give a nice hello to Roxanne. All right. Let's knock out. Every time with that. (laughs) I guess I have two things. One. And I guess I'll sort of give you the floor here. Uh-oh. So this is for if anyone else is a fan, because 
while we listen to podcasts, and I tell you this all the time, I try to stay on point with Dexter, but yeah. sometimes I just like talking outside of what's going on, even during the episode and all that. Um, it, w- it was one episode this season. We just kept talking about how we... John Lithgow's butt? What? John Lithgow's butt? That and um, just how being punished as a kid and all that. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but on Friday was the Love After Lockup season finale. Woo! So for any Love After Lockup fans, Marissa is about to uh, hit you upside of the head with some knowledge. First off, <laughs> I can't wait for season three. New crimes, new criminals, real hard love or whatever the, the tagline is. Um, there's actually, there's too much to even talk about just in, just in a little recap. But if you have not watched it, it's a really good show. You definitely should. Um, they have all brought out the true crazy on the finale and, um, it did not disappoint. I am unaware if there's a, where are they now episode coming this Friday, but there should be. So we will stay tuned for that. Plus, you ain't got no class, ho. Oh, my gosh. Plus that. <laughs> Plus that. The other thing I wanted to get into is March 22nd or March 23rd for a final Facebook Live for a while. Final episode for a while. If um, you guys write in, um, let us know what day works better for you. Also, we might not be able to guarantee that we can accommodate you know who's ever schedule um but if more people would rather one day than the other is the 24th hour walkthrough yes okay so we can't do that no no i wasn't thinking of um but 23rd was okay 22 or 23rd we could do either yeah let us know what works better for you guys um so colton had written in that and again this is where michael c hall is without a doubt definitely diagnosed mm-hmm. uh did you notice anything different about him no because he says he has but then he's also like do i think he's sick because i know he's sick or yeah. like anything the only thing i noticed this episode is man does he have pink lips wow like luscious i don't i wouldn't even say luscious i would just say pink maybe scrumptious wow <laughs> i don't notice his swollen neck or anything no, like that i don't notice it i yeah. don't think i'm good at that stuff though uh, you will. I, I just can't wait till next season, and I'm not even gonna say when it happens. You're just gonna look at me and be like, "Something's up." Okay. It's way. This season is absolutely not noticeable, and I never knew about yeah. it until watching it this time around. Um, would have been cool if they had mentioned. I'm just kind of going off Colton Colton's notes here. Would have been cool if they would have mentioned a little bit in early in the season, like, yeah, there's a missing kid, and it's just sort of like a throwaway line. Because mm. this would have been like 10 episodes later that comes back. Right. Um, did you ever know anyone who plays with trains? Because like, here's the thing. I feel like with train people, you know, quote unquote, people who are into trains, um, you either have every fucking train imaginable that's ever been created and you have a basement dedicated to that or you've never once in your life bought a train so we've actually had this conversation before and on the podcast no and you've asked me if i knew anyone that were train people and i was like what in the world are you even talking about and you went into it that there are people that are obsessed with trains um you've then shown me proof that there are people out there obsessed with trains just from social media and things like that. Um, I never knew that an obsession with trains was a thing until I met you. It is probably more of a New York thing. It's such an Italian thing for like, and you know, this is how Italian it is. It made it on The Sopranos. And it's, it's funny. One of uh, a really big character's death has all to do with trains. Um I, I, it's funny. I'm, I'm trying to not spoil that. That show is 13. When that episode, that episode is 12 years old. A really big character gets shot in a train shop because he's going to buy this. The episode is named after a train. Um, it is such an Italian New York thing. Like, you don't ever go in the basement because that's where all the trains are. And I'm talking like you go downstairs and it almost looks like it's like a lab because it's like low lit and it just fucking trains everywhere. Yeah, Huge no. train pieces. Um, not that Trinity is one. I just never, my entire life, have been a trained kid or anything. I never had this fascination. I've always, and I still, I am 31 years old. I still do not have a train under my Christmas tree. I've always wanted that. Have you? Yeah. A train 
Oh, like like around the base? Yeah. Just and I feel like solely because it's in like every movie. <laughs> it's like the stereotypical Christmas tree. It's like in every movie and you're just like, "Wow." And I've just never had that and I've always wanted it, but um I've ne- I haven't wanted it badly enough to just go out and buy one for 10 bucks. I want to be clear. I wish I, I wish I had the passion for something like people do have for trains. I think I for have me. that. What? You have it for me. Uh, I would say more video games. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a pretty expensive video game collection and like old video games and everything. Um, so I am in no way disparaging anyone who likes trains. It just seems like it is an all or nothing like sort of deal. You have every train manageable and you collect everything or you just are like me and you. Deb is trying to swab all the teachers, who men's who fit their profile in the school system, yep. uh, to get a lead on Trinity. And like Dexter is actively playing defense, <laughs> you know, and he's like, even if he's in the school system, like, yeah, he's just really trying so hard. And again, it just goes back to that, like, man, Dexter is a total asshole. Yeah, I feel like this happens almost every season, though, with Deb and Dexter. Like every time Deb's on the case. And, you know, kind of getting, like, too close to what Dexter knows. He just kind of tries to steer her or other people in, like, another direction. Every season, and you would almost think, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's Part of me wants to, like, enter this world and be like, you don't ever think anything's up with Dexter. <laughs> like, you don't ever suspect anything. Like, right. You know what I mean? But obviously not. Um so and this this sort of like offshoots into the idea of Christine is Deb is finally going to give Christine that interview mm-hmm. and like while even not knowing it she's like totally walk into a trap sort of say um, Christine sort of totally implicates herself in this whole thing with the idea that she was there before it was even humanly possible to be at this yeah. crime scene I don't know how they get the times and how Deb knows she was there at 520 and all that um but she just sort of totally falls into Deb's trap. Um, your thoughts here, and I guess, if you want me to keep including everything that happens with Christine. No, um, I thought it was pretty good. I liked how Deb was working. I kind of liked, um, I feel like, I, I really like Deb as a character. I, I like her a lot. And I feel as if she works so hard at what she does. And it's sometimes unfortunate that Dexter always knows everything. And Deb is kind of running around and doesn't know who did it. And, and it's, it's I don't want to say it makes her look weak because it doesn't at all. But it's like it always it always just kind of stinks that Dexter knows everything and Deb's always like in the dark or like a few feet behind, you know. So I really like this scene because Deb has a hunch. She doesn't have any proof, but she has a hunch. And her hunch is accurate. And that was really, really good police work. And that was something that Dexter didn't even catch. Yeah, you know? for her to slip by Dexter and everything. Yeah, like I, I really, um, I liked how also like she was very cool, calm, and collected. Where sometimes we've seen Deb in the past, where she can't totally emotional control herself. You know, where she, you know, I mean, she was shot by this woman. You know, like how is Deb not attacking her? You know, and and throwing her on the floor and things like that. But she's just, I think, just growing as a person and growing as a detective. And you know. Um, so I, I thought this scene was really, really cool, and I was glad that, like, Deb had that moment. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's like, how many times can you have her be this crazy person over a male? Yeah. You know, and it's no, like I know. finally giving her some, you know, I, I feel like if they, if the Dexter writers were able to, like, redo this or have some better hindsight, they would have given her a lot Almost gave her like half the charisma or smarts that they gave Dokes. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like she obviously deserves that just in terms of like this shit's her life. That's yeah. kind of what we you know last season was like she had to choose between love or job. Mm-hmm. Season two, Lundy love or her job. Like you know what I mean? It's always like that with her and uh, reward her at least reward right, right. her for like being a great cop. Yeah, and, like, you when know, no one else saw it coming. And Quinn was her boyfriend. Dexter, you know, was behind the scenes and everything. But he said no one saw it coming, you know? And like you said, like, this is... And even Deb says it, like, you know, back in the day, you just had to go on a hunch. And this was no... Like, obviously, once we confirm it's Christine with the DNA, but this is Deb just putting the pieces together and mm-hmm. being like, oh, shit, my shooter's not Trinity's height and this and that, you know? Um, 
No, I, I thought it was a really good scene. Batista and Deb sort of formulate a plan to get Christine's DNA. Um, and this is, at least this is something where we don't, Dexter doesn't know Christine is Trinity's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like us, the audience knows. So we don't know like that whole thing's going on. Um, and we see like Quinn sort of grabs the toothbrush from the house. And then it's at this time too, right? Where like Christine finally like they they give us what happened last episode where you know christine is trinity's daughter yeah (laughs) and that's something that i'm pretty sure and we may have discussed this already but no idea you no idea what that you knew christine was no right and no definitely not they do zero to even but you did say um that it was a woman that shot her no, you said, well, I, I don't know about a woman. I, you did say Christine. Yeah. I don't know how if, if you could say a woman shot her. Because of the height. Yeah, but Masuka is the same height. Yeah, but he's the shortest male. Right, right. And there's no one else that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll finish that up once we get to the when, when they meet in that parking lot. Uh, when Jonah finds all the real estate listings on Arthur's computer. Yeah. The, <laughs> I just love how, and, and it's funny, it's like, it's where he doesn't slip up. Dexter's like, I don't have email. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? And like, I bet you that still happens today. It's like, I, I don't have email. You have to like figure out something right. else. I-, I guess I deal with it at the funeral home sometimes. And it's like, I know there's people I just can't email stuff to. Yeah. Um. But just like uh, what a double life this dude is leaving. Yeah. You know, um, it- it- it's charming or it's story. It's story, oh God, contrivance, I, I guess is the word that Jonah's not. And Jonah kind of was like, why are you the only person who understands my dad? Uh, also, I'd be like, why are you doing this? Right. Like, why are you so obsessed with this? And, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, he gives the thing like, hey, all this shit doesn't end at your doorstep. Like, there's a whole other world out there. Um, but at no point just to call Arthur, his father, and be like, I don't, what do you know about this? You know what yeah. I mean? And also, I feel like every family has drama and inside secrets and things like that. And to just completely be helping someone else against your family, like, I don't know. They're selling it based off what happened at Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so I sort of get, and I guess if you have to put yourself in the shoes of, a man who's torturing his family. Yeah. Like, you take any help you can get, and if, like, if this Kyle Butler just, I don't know, whatever, so be it. Like, maybe he'll help us get rid of... So, yeah. I, I get it from that standpoint. I just wish there was a little bit more Jonah being a lot more cautious right. of it, you know? Or just more, like, um, questioning. Right, right, right. And, 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 like, they raise it with the email, but it's just sort of like, oh, Okay. Uh, when Dex is going around looking at empty houses, he finds a mother and two kids living in a basement. Yeah, you got really scared because I didn't. I it looked as if we were gonna see um, right, right. Yeah, Trinity find and the and Scott. Uh, so this is definitely something for later. I, but my question here is like, is this possible? They're in a basement, and that's something I want to discuss later when we get Basements? there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scott sort of has to has sort of has to outsmart Arthur here, mm-hmm. where it's like read the situation where Arthur is just trying to like relive his youth. Um, pretty intuitive for a ten year old, and I wonder if that kid's really ten. You think so? Could be. Okay, I don't want to look that up here. Um, but he starts to play that creepy Venus song. Yeah, and <laughs> you sort of freaked out about the idea he's giving him opened ice cream from the freezer. Oh my god, yeah. Have you ever had that ice cream? Yeah, with the wooden stick. I just tasted it on my mouth. You had to have the wooden stick. And I remember in New York, we would walk to like the corner store and we would get ices yes. and you had to get the wooden stick. And it tasted so much better with the wooden stick. Do you, re- it, do you remember like the yellow? Oh my god. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm not. You're convulsing. You ever, you ever just think of... Nails on no, a chalkboard, yeah. and I just, I'm, I'm <laughs> what is going on? So oh did you, I don't know. I did you chill. like the ice cream or no? No, I did. I'm just thinking about the wooden spoon, and it's just giving me. You didn't a like gross. the wooden spoon? <laughs> I loved the wooden spoon. Oh my god! I could like taste it, and it's giving me like chills down my body. I loved it. So you didn't like the wooden spoon? 
Not real. No, I loved ice cream. Love wow. ice cream in all sorts wow. and forms. Don't like wooden spoons. It's almost like when you eat Chinese food, you kind of you don't want to like get an actual plate out. You want to just like eat it out of the out of the Chinese well, containers. Now I want Chinese food. Me too. <laughs> in plastic, you with like plastic utensils. Like it's just it tastes better that way. Yeah. It's like the wooden spoon totally makes it taste better. Uh, do you know the name of? You remember those yellow ices? I don't remember yellow ones. Oh, because I was just, I thought because I think it's Marinos. And they start selling it in the in the i in the uh, in the supermarket. Okay. Um, just it's great. That's all. <laughs> now I think the big one in New York is uh, Louis G's ices. Louis Damn, G. Damn, I can go for an ice. All right, <laughs> I have to regroup and find out where I am in my notes because I. Okay, so Scott sort of has couch. to outsmart Arthur here, and and um, just said he has to like put on the 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 pajamas and all that, like you know. I was. I thought it was really good that he put the pajamas over his clothes. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I wouldn't have thought about doing that. Yeah. I was like, oh, smart kid. Yeah. Uh, this is where you're, you're bringing up the, the mentally challenged part definitely fits. Yeah. Where the kid has to stoop to his level yeah. and be like, okay, Arthur, you can call me Arthur, and I'm going to do this, and then you're going to let me. Like, you know what take I mean? me home. I mean, he's a 60-some-odd-year-old man, and yeah. this is a 10-year-old, and, yeah. like, he has to, like, come up to down to his level and it's like even with the open ice cream like i guess as a child you wouldn't think anything of it because it's like usually the parent has to open it like maybe like literally like the maybe the parent physically has to open that kind of ice cream for them you know but it's like for us like you're just kind of always taught like i don't even like to eat food that people made at their house and brought in like if it's my family that's one thing but like we'll have people like from work bringing oh, stuff like right, oh i right, made right. these and i'm like oh I, you know i'll try it later and i don't like to eat it like I, you know <laughs> yeah. um you don't take drinks from strangers like you just like you just know yeah, those things yeah. you know so yeah when he opened up the ice cream and even arthur didn't take the lid off the ice cream like the ice cream was like already half eaten yeah that was gross <laughs> uh something i didn't write in my notes but it's actually happening now on on the screen is um so and you you mentioned this in the episode Slack Tide where it's like, huh, I wonder if this is going to get brought up or Dexter just left for the night and yeah. he came back. And on that episode, if we played back the audio, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're on to something. Like, we'll get there. And here we are. Yeah. Um, Cody sort of gets into a fight. Uh, I So he gets into a fight and they find out the kids were fighting because one of the kids told Cody, like, hey, your dad left you tonight. Cody got all mad that, how could you say that about my dad? And mm-hmm. he fought. I wonder why when they're home, Dexter comes home and he sees poor little Cody with that black eye. Why Rita's not like, where were you? Because I mean, we have we're, we're a year or so removed from Dexter. The whole idea why he leaves in the middle of the night because he's doing. And I guess Dexter does give the explanation like, yeah, the only time I left was to yeah fix the boat up, whatever. Um, I don't think it was that crazy because I have to imagine that kids around Cody's age just do kind of tell stories. Um, And I think that like as your spouse, you would just trust them, even if it's almost like blindly trusting them. Like, you know, Um, I think that maybe it could be like, hey, listen to how crazy this is. Cody got in a fight because someone said you left after the whatever. Isn't that like funny or isn't that crazy? Um, and then maybe if Dexter acted a certain way, you know, then that would raise suspicion. But, um, I don't think it's that crazy that she didn't. Cause I also think that like kids around a certain age, like they start to realize like they can lie. <laughs> and it's true though. Like I know with my nephew is my nephew's four and I'll say something like, don't tell mommy that we're like eating cookies at nine in the morning. And like the minute my sister walks home, it's like, mommy, we were eating cookies. Yeah. And I'm like, Brayden, no. Yeah. And it's like, they just don't get it. Like they're too honest. They don't understand that they even can lie about things. And then I think when kids realize they can, they do it a lot, you know, because they realize they can. Louis C.K. has this great bit where he's like, you know, when kids are young, you just, why wouldn't you tell the truth? You just always tell the truth like yeah. that. Like you just said, yeah. like, don't tell mommy. It's like, no, I'm telling her. I fucking love cookies. Yeah. And we had them in the yeah. morning or whatever. Um, but then it's like, you know, someone will be like, they if they just perceive it the wrong way, like, did you take all the cookies? And they just look at it like a, you know, like a cartoonish Satan looking at them. Yeah. And they realize how much stuff they alleviate if they just go, no. Yeah. Like, like oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and then once you like learn that like lying is just like you know what I mean. Um, it's a really funny bit he does if you just um, Google that. So, 
uh, Valerie Hodges comes back around, and this is the one woman they they have to stop. They can't let into Miami Metro, but everyone else, Lila just comes at fucking lunch oh, and everything. God. Uh, but it gets cut short when we sort of learn that Masuka breaks news that Arthur Trinity is related to Christine Hill. Um, and then this is the moment where the episode really just like takes off. Yeah. Um, Dexter gets to the house and they're gone. You know, he's able to locate that one of the house, the real estate houses. I thought it was a really good uh, ploy they threw in the idea of like Trinity's only at re- like use real estate classifieds. Yeah. I don't know if like that many empty houses would be around, but. And also, if you look through my searches, all I do is look on Zillow. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely fit right in. Wait a minute. <laughs> um. All right. So. Harry brings up the the Cuban Missile Crisis, Miami, 1960s, bomb shelters, basements. Was that a thing? Well, it, it, the Cuban Missile Crisis definitely was a thing. Everyone building bomb shelters, I don't know. But, and we've definitely had this conversation before, basements in South Florida. Do people have them? Cause, no. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, in, they physically can't. Well, We're like below sea level. Right, We're like at right. sea level. So one of uh, in New York, we have and obviously literally right so many two story houses and just buildings, and we have buildings down here too. But what is super noticeable down here when I moved down here is there are so many one story houses. Mm-hmm. I lived in one one story house, but my entire life I had a one story house and a basement or yeah. two floors. Yeah. Everyone has that in New York. Yeah. Um, it's just funny, like, no one has basements here. No, you yeah, know? you, like, physically can't. It's not possible. That's we're below sea level, Yeah, you like, know? if you if you dig enough, you'll just hit water. Uh, they say, like, we're going to be underwater. Yeah. Like, South Florida is going to be underwater in, like, some odd years, whatever. But um, so we're moving. <laughs> yeah, so this, this, this was something that's kind of like, huh, I wonder how many bomb shelters we do have down here for that purpose. Yeah. So this house um, where Dexter, well, where Arthur is holding Scott and, and whatnot, this it means nothing to you right now, but this whole backyard that they're using where Dexter pulls up the, the thing and everything, if you just watch this scene and you kind of look closely, this is the same house they use in season seven of Dexter for a Hannah McKay, uh, her nursery. It's the same exact house. So it's, it's kind of cool that they use the same exact thing. And I'm almost positive this is the same nope never mind speaking of bomb shelter if you recall we did six feet under do you remember what season four episode 11 was bomb shelter yeah was it yeah yeah you know do you remember george is sort of freaking oh, out the episode starts out like this total apocalypse and everything's yeah. exploding yeah, yeah that's when george is like losing it yep yeah so that's our um six feet under tie of the week <laughs> So at the same time this is going on, right? Like Christina and Arthur meet up. You thought he was going to kill her. Yeah. Um, And she just sort of confesses. Like now we got hard proof, right? Like Christine shot Lundy That's to kind cover of funny. up for Trinity. Go ahead. I never realized that we like didn't actually have proof. Like this whole time where I'm saying with confidence she did it. But I'm, I just realized that, yeah, we didn't even have proof until then. Well, yeah, I was... um. I, I never said it because I, I didn't want you to catch me like, oh, so we know. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. But yeah, it's not. It, it's <clears throat> all signs lead to right. She does it. But it's not till here. Well, she literally says, I shot him for you. Um, yeah. And you were right because you said like Christine. Hey. <laughs> um, but it's funny, like her doing that completely screwed up his yeah his life because lundy was on the hunt but he was he had no idea who what he was looking for yeah if the person even exists right and once christine shot lundy it all came rolling down you yeah. know because i imagine well i mean what do you think now because i mean we see at the end of the episode right she gets arrested yeah um and you see how protective she is of her father so I, I guess like where do you think this ends up? 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess originally I just always thought that Dexter will kill him. I thought that that was the whole, that's the premise of the show almost. So I just always assume that Dexter is going to kill him. But now that she was arrested, I don't know. I feel as if, yes, she was protecting Trinity and she's very protective over him, but she wouldn't have gotten herself in this mess if it wasn't for him. So like, rat him out. You know, Christine. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like he clearly doesn't make her a big part of his life. If he said if she was saying, like, I can't wait until my birthday, that's in four months from now. And he was like, no, you know, I have a family like I can't be bothered with you. You know, um, like he's not very nice to her. So it's like, why have that feeling to protect him? Um, I get it. I get that some family and family members will have that with people. But, um, yeah, if I were her, I would rat him out. But I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's funny because she even does say, like, your family would never do this for you. Yeah. So it just kind of makes you wonder, like, and she is a 30-some-odd-year-old woman. It makes you wonder, like, would you go out of your way and kill someone for someone who you... Won't even meet with you. Right. And Won't it's even like, answer a phone call. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's a weird character driven like um that's a weird character i'm I'm blanking out on the word here um but you also have those people that that have issues with with their fathers or their mothers or whatever and they want to almost overcompensate like i just want their approval i just want their love and maybe if i protect him like this guy was a bad guy maybe if i protect him like he'll finally think of me i think that's exactly what 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 she is definitely you know i mean even just the way that she speaks to him like daddy i need help like she almost reverts back to a child speaking with him you know and when he says just go home and everything will be okay that's a really great point because this is also the same episode where arthur has to revert to being a child so yeah. there's probably like, and again, let's not let's to, let's not forget. Christine grew up with Trinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like right. who knows what sort of shit yeah. she went through, you know? Um, and where's her mother? And we right, s- we right. saw a little glimpse of what she's seen growing up, which wasn't good. You yeah. know, seeing that's what I mean. Just imagine what yeah. else and what else she's been through just with him. You know. So I get her wanting to overcompensate and protect him, which makes me think that she won't give him up um but i think that she should (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i guess we'll see um when he gets in the car yeah say it i i forgot he says stupid fucking that yeah (laughs) just the way he says it though it's so like you were bursting out laughing. yeah just go home sweetie we'll (laughs) we'll take care of this baby no problem my love and then (laughs) Uh, that was the that was the other thing where where we were b- bursting out laughing when Deb is interviewing Christine and she's like, yeah, back in the days you had to use your hunch. We didn't have any of this DNA, and they just cut the camera to Batista. And does he does he say anything or does I he- don't think he said. He just like nods and he's just like he nods yeah. and agrees. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because it's like it's Batista. It's not an intentionally funny thing. No, it's definitely just like, not. Yeah, yeah. Um. This time around, and these like these last like ten fifteen minutes of the episode is where I really noticed the music because the music is just like this like amp you up like this intense like pacing music like you know it's a lot of like because I think once Dexter's looking at the houses it's just like these drums mm-hmm. you know what I mean um I, I in my head I just can't believe how much it noticing how much it like really ramps yeah. up the uh, the uh, thing um so Arthur is getting ready to dump Scott into the cement. And what's crazy is, and you've said it because you've forgotten, right? Arthur Mitchell has no idea that a Dexter Morgan exists. Yeah. Like, he, he's messing with a total person who doesn't exist. Yeah. This guy is completely made up, you know? Um, <laughs> so, when, when Dexter shows up, good timing, right? Yeah, By Dexter and Arthur. Um, he just kicks Scott into the cement. And God knows how many other kids he's done this Ugh. to, right? Because, like, it's a perfect crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but when they're fighting and Dexter hits him with the shovel, that's one thing. It's like, yo, real life? Dude you're would done. be dead. Yeah, you're done. He'd probably be sitting there spazzing because he'd probably have some serious brain damage, Ugh. you know? Um, but Arthur gets away. 
and Dexter manages to save Scott. Uh-huh. Did you think he was going to get away here? Or did you think this was going to be like a... I mean, it's episode 10. Right, right. So uh, I wasn't sure, though, totally, because I forget what season it was. But there was a season that kind of like wrapped everything up by like episode 11. Last season. M- okay, M- was Miguel- it? Miguel dies at the end of episode 11. Okay, so I, I really, I actually, I wasn't totally sure because I remembered that. And I remember like episode 12 was kind of just like, you know, like sure, I mean, it was sure. the wedding and stuff. But, but yeah, it wasn't as you know big of a deal so i did think about that but i was like no i think that he's probably gonna get away or something's gonna happen i I actually i didn't know if he was gonna get away or if they were just gonna like kind of cut it and like end of episode almost yeah something like that i remember thinking at the time like wait wait wait, what how did he just get away (laughs) like you know he's not fast right you know after especially after getting hit in the head with a shovel um the way dexter screams arthur to your point, I feel like it's the same way he yelled Miguel last season. Victor! <laughs> Christine Hill opens the door and Daddy. that whole squad is sitting there ready to arrest her. Yeah. Uh, you gasped. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be Arthur. Yeah. Because he said, you know, I'll meet you there and he just escaped. So kind of made sense. Well, just if, if Arthur could even possibly know how much trouble he's in. Oh my God. Just by like, you know, yeah. but I have to imagine like, that's just, that's it. That is the smoking gun to just throw, blow up this entire right. empire he had, you know, um, the episode ends with Dexter coming home after rescuing Scott <sighs> to my point earlier of like how morally de- wrong this is on Dexter. Dexter is basically a superhero this this episode like he's you know they're rescuing kids and fighting off police and, and all that um totally makes me wonder how did dexter save this kid and get away with it because wouldn't it just the idea he shows up with scott like all right what do you know why do you know right unless did, he did you think about that at all or no i did a little bit but i kind of in my head would just imagined that he would like call 911 anonymously and be like i think i found that missing kid he's at blah 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 I guess. You know? But then also, like, clearly he didn't leave him at the four walls because if he did, then that would be like, well, what is this four walls? Let's look in. You know what I mean? Why is he here? So where did he leave him, the kid? And then it's like, is Dexter just carrying around a kid well, that's, what that's I'm saying. drugged and, 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 you know? And the kid that's missing? And right. how do you know Dexter feels a pulse, but how do you know he, this kid doesn't have poison running through him? Right. And Again, it, the, the the show doesn't make us ask these questions, but it is sort of a a total gloss over where there's like Dexter saved the kid and yeah. end the story. Everyone's yeah. great, you know. If if it was at a more public area, it would be like oh, okay, call nine one one, give them the location, and just do it anonymously. But the fact that they're at the four walls, and then um, you know, he he can't do it there. And if they're there, they're probably in a residential neighborhood. Sure. So where is Dexter driving this drugged up, unconscious, missing child? <laughs> yeah. When and you say it like that, this him? drugged up, unconscious Yeah. Guy. And then it's also like, I'm scared to litter. How do you like pull over on the side of the road? Not that I do litter. Don't judge me. But how do you pull over on the side of the no, road and dump a child? I'm with you 100%. And this is where it hurts knowing, like, I know what happens next episode and you don't. Um it's just sort of is shitty that they they just write themselves. I mean, you know, Dex, they 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 do they do give the line. Oh, did the police mention of anything how he got yeah. rescued? And it's like, no. Oh, okay. You know. Um, I do think though, and we we do say this often. I think that we would never get this deep in conversation if we didn't have a podcast where we talked about it for an hour. Like maybe it would have been a second thought in my head, but like not enough to really. No, I'm with you 100%, but that is also kind of why podcasts exist. Right. Because it's like, yeah, you can watch the episode and binge it and watch the next one, or you can just sort of talk about the feelings and the things, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like one is a creation of the other, because yeah, of course, like, you know, listen, there's there's podcasts out there that they do the Star Wars movie minute by minute. Oh my God. So they do an entire episode on like minute three to four. That's insane. Minute 28 to 27. So like... Yes, us, you know, picking this little part, this little no, thing apart is like, you know, um, but I do remember, oh, here's, here, here's, here's how I'll, I'll level with you. I thought these things for the longest time. It's not only till now we get to like talk about it. I guess too, though, um, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I guess also you've watched this a few times. Yeah. So you've, you could have had those thoughts. Like my thoughts are on such bigger things 
like what's Christine going to do? Yeah, what yeah, she, yeah. You know, that you're not looking at like, how do you know what, how did Dexter save that kid? Like you're not yeah, looking yeah. there. I could see looking there the, th- the third watch yeah, because yeah. you already know what happens. You've seen what happens yeah. and you know what I mean? So um, the only reason I'm there now is because of the podcast. Sure, but- sure. Um, so do you have anything else on this episode before we close out? I don't think so. So the next two episodes are like, we are at Dexter premiere here. Mm-hmm. Um, can't hype it up any more than that, but you could sort of see where the show is going, you know? I see the look on your face. What's the look on my face? Just that you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a lot to, this is like when you start the podcast, you just, Oh my god! I want to get to this point. Yeah, you know, it's like when, when the haunting of Hill House. You want to oh get god. to that episode, Good show. right? Yeah, like, and you're just waiting for that person to get yeah. that episode. So it's like great. We're finally here, March 22nd or March 23rd. Let us know what date you want us to do Facebook Live. If you have anything else, Marissa McHale. I don't think so. Adios. Adios. Venus, if you will, please send a little girl for me to thrill. My kisses and my arms A girl with all the charms of you Try again one more time. Just say your name. I'm Marissa McHale. Bing!